John 16. I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going away to him who sent me, and not one of you asks me, where are you going? Yet, because I have spoken these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away. Because if I didn't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. In a little while, you will no longer see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. Then some of the disciples said to one another, What is this he's telling us? In a little while, you will not see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They said, What is this he is saying in a little while? We don't know what he is talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to ask him. And so he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? In a little while, you will not see me. Again, in a little while, you will see me. Truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. In that day, you will not ask me anything. Truly, I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name. And I'm not telling you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Look, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, Do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In yesterday's reading, Jesus told his followers that the world would hate them, but that he would send the Spirit to help them. At the time he spoke this to them, the Spirit didn't yet dwell in believers. Throughout most of the time before Jesus came to earth as a human, 
the spirit was described as being on people, and he could come or go at any time. He mostly came to people to equip them for a certain task that the Father had appointed them to. But that was all about to change. Jesus was referencing a time when the Spirit would come to dwell in believers and never leave them. For those who heard his original message, this event was still about 50 days away. As we've mentioned before, Jesus said that even though he'd be going away, it was actually better for them because that ushered in the next part of God's plan, which was for him to send the Spirit to dwell in them. He would remind them of the truth when they were tempted to forget it. He would guide them into the Father's will and plan. Their relationship with the Spirit would be vital to their thriving in the midst of a dark world that hated them. But in addition to serving believers in such beautiful ways, the Spirit also serves those who don't know the Father. He does this by convicting them of their sins. It's hard to imagine conviction of sin as being a gift or a blessing, but truly it is. Out of God's great patience and kindness, His Spirit convicts sinners and prompts them to repent. Romans 2.4 says that it's His kindness that leads us to repent. We were all born as sinners, born into fallen humanity, and we will continue on that path unless God's Spirit calls us to repentance. In today's reading, verses 8-10 through talk about the way the Spirit addresses sin, judgment, and righteousness. He convicts unbelievers in the world to repent and turn from their sins and follow God. And in verse 10, we see that He also convicts or convinces believers of their righteousness. He reminds us who we really are. When sin calls our name, the Spirit reminds us of our identity as God's kids. Darkness isn't fitting for the children of light. He has called us into light and shows us how to live in it. In a dark and broken world, God the Spirit guides us into truth and righteousness. In verse 33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. There is a fullness of joy that comes from His nearness that will leave us wantless. Can you imagine that? How complete is the joy that means we can't even think of a single thing to ask for. We have fullness of joy forevermore because He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay. 